Hey guys, you are listening to a live edition of the EPL show here. We are going out on Locker Room and I'm doing this live here, this podcast, right here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WingBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. Spelt W-H-N-N. We are also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting. That's legal in 40 states. Sign up at Better Edge and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's Better Edge, spelled B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com and a promo code SGP. And finally, we are also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. So as I said, we are going out live here on Locker Room. I'll be doing this in the future as well. To get the Locker Room app, just go to lockerroom.app slash sgpn that's lockerroom.app slash sgpn i'll be doing a live champions league show on here as well as we look at those futures markets and we do have the capability here of taking your calls although i'm very new to this i've only just done that i'm only just doing my second locker room here so i'm not expecting many calls to come through so let's begin breaking down these midweek games. As we come into these midweek games, Man United are thankfully still top of the table. Actually gave my clients that as a pick, actually gave guys a nil-nil draw on the Man United-Liverpool game. I just had a feeling that we would sit back and try and counter. And obviously Liverpool went into that game having not scored in their last two. So they haven't exactly been prolific. I thought Manchester United would be able to possibly nick that game but still, if we didn't, we ended up with a nil-nil. We ended up cashing that at 18 to 1. We also had Man United on the double chance at 10 to 11. We also landed both of our locks yesterday coming on the or coming off the back of um, of yesterday's show and the EPL show, the last EPL show, landed both of our locks. We had Manchester City under 4.5 and we had Tottenham, which actually moved out to 5 to 6, minus 120 for people. I got it at minus 150 here on the show. I don't know what that reverse line movement was about. Well, as I said, we are seeing some contrarians and some sharks now getting involved in soccer which is very very odd and um, we saw that with Tottenham we saw that with the Tottenham game against Fulham and it worked out for them but the Sheffield United game certainly didn't work out for them as we managed to cash both of our locks over there if you want to follow me on Twitter I am at SGP soccer on Twitter that's at SGP soccer and my website is lockbetting.com. We're heading towards another profitable month. We're actually struggling with soccer. So uh, maybe take my picks with a pinch of salt because I'm having my worst month 
since um, since Euro 2016, when we did Euro 2016, that was a really, really rough tournament. And um, I actually obviously landed 50 units of futures in the Champions League and the Europa League at the start of December. But if you look at the middle of the month to the middle of this month, it's been really, really tough. There's just been so many results. There's been so much fatigue. There's been so many teams playing how they shouldn't be playing. Everything has gone against statistical data. Research has basically been rendered irrelevant. And uh, I've come into this show and I've done my research again. And that, I think, will end up being the, um, the, the thing that comes through in the end. It always does. Over the years, doing, doing the right amount of research, having the eye test, knowing about the tactical analysis, how teams play off against each other. And knowing the situations going in, the situations I mean in terms of injuries, I mean in terms of what teams need, I mean in terms of um, keeping your ears and eyes open throughout the week in terms of injury news. The, these are situations and you really need to have a, a real following of soccer in order to, to gauge the situations. And I'm still going to be doing that. So I'm still going to be handicapping things as per usual. And eventually we will come through. We will ride this wave where, where soccer has gone a little bit strange as of late. But as I said, at LockBetting.com, we are having a profitable month. We are 8-2 and two in the NHL, surprisingly. And this isn't normally our strongest sport. We're making money nearly every day in the NBA with nine straight winning days at tennis. So if you want to get involved, head over to LockBetting.com. The first game we're going to look at here is Arsenal versus Newcastle, which goes down tonight. Arsenal are the two to five favourites here to win this game. It's 19 to five the draw, and it's eight to one here on Newcastle. Immediately, um, I am interested here in taking Arsenal to find a way to win this game and the under 4.5 goals, which is available here at seven to ten. This is a bet that cashed for us. For the Manchester City Crystal Palace game, it was our lock. And I think similarly, it could land here. It was a bet that we had a half unit on for the Arsenal Palace game, but Arsenal were able to hold, uh, sorry, Palace were able to hold Arsenal. And we actually took a a nil um, nil hedge during that game, which ended up cashing out. So we didn't end up losing any money. And that's very, very important at the moment. I don't think hedges have ever been more important, especially if you know about soccer, if you can see the pattern of play and how the game is going then by all means, take take a hedge. There's no point being a hero and losing money. There's never, never any point being that guy. Hedges are absolutely essential at the moment. We are able to hedge out our stake during that Arsenal Palace game where we had the same play. But I don't think Palace are defensively as good as Newcastle. Newcastle in a really bad run here at the moment, whereas Arsenal are unbeaten in five games in all competitions. If you uh, hear me puffing or, or, or wheezing, that's because I'm still recovering from the COVID. When I do the regular EPL show, I'm able to stop and start. Here, obviously, it's a live show, so I'm going to just take it all here in one breath, and uh, it's going to be a little bit tougher for me. Um, under 2.5 goals have been scored in three of the last four meetings between Arsenal and Newcastle. This Arsenal team have had a return to form, but they're averaging just one goal per Premier League home game so far this season still. And this Newcastle team have failed to score in three of their last five away assignments. So that's why I'm expecting Arsenal to win this game. But I think it will go well under this 4.5 goal total. There's even a, uh, a lot of value here on taking it up to under 3.5, which will get you up to plus money here at 6-5. to five. But I'm not going to take that risk. I'm going to take the 7-10 to 10 here on Arsenal and the under 4.5 goals here in this one. 
Moving on to the next game here, we have West Ham at home to West Brom tomorrow, where West Ham are the 11 to 20 favourites. It's 16 to 5 the draw, and it's 19 to 4 here on West Brom. I think we're getting significant value on both teams finding the net here. And much like the the last podcast, I I took the same approach when doing this one. I looked at what games are probably going to go under because at the moment, I think a lot of players are dealing with with COVID issues. I think a lot of players are dealing with fatigue. When you're dealing with the disorganisation of COVID, you just want to get your team as as organised as possible. And that sometimes means setting up more defensively. And also when you're dealing with fatigue, that that's the same thing. So you have two huge factors there that are leading you up to leading you towards defensive formations, which is why we're getting so many of these unders. Obviously, yesterday, Liverpool and Manchester United, you have all of that. And you have the big game factor as well, because big games do have a tendency to go under because what's on the line with them. But in this case, I think there's enough supporting data to take both teams to score here. It's both teams to score yes at 10 to 11. And it's both teams to score no also at 10 to 11. And I'm going to go for the yes here simply because we have great supporting data. And um, it's all off the back of... um, all of the back of the the recent the recent the recent few weeks, and you don't want to disregard that data because data can change. So whereas we have had a little bit of a bad run, and it's been and it's been difficult to handicap during this COVID period, we are now getting new data that replaces the old data, and we can use it effectively to handicap our games. And this this data tells me that both teams are going to score in this game still because it has happened in four of West Ham's last five Premier League home games. Both teams have scored in each of West Brom's last four Premier League away matches. West Ham have lost two of their nine Premier League home games this season. So I'm not expecting a, a dog winner here. Many people are expecting uh, West Brom to automatically make some sort of great escape on the Sam Allardyce. But if that was the case, they wouldn't still be minus 800 favourites to, to go down. It is very, very difficult, I think, with the squad, especially if you can't sign players. And it's very difficult to sign players here during this COVID period. Allardyce has struggled to make a significant signing so far for this West Brom team who have only won one of their last nine away league assignments. But they did get that victory against Wolves, so they are coming into this in form. But for me, that just makes me think that this is a team that aren't going to win back to back. So there is um, West Ham are likely to come through and win this game, but there's no value here on that money line. But there is value here on taking both teams to score in this one. And I think that will be my pick here at 10 to 11. Up next, we look at this Leicester versus Chelsea game where Chelsea have been installed as favourites here in this game. And I quite frankly don't see it. This is a, a team that's been put into favouritism because of the name, because they are Chelsea. There's nothing to indicate that they should be the favourites here based on recent form and the fact that Leicester are at home, although Leicester have been stronger away than they've been at home this season. Even when you look at the personnel, Leicester have a very, very good side. They certainly have a very good eleven. They don't have the squad depth of Chelsea, but Chelsea haven't used their squad depth efficiently. There's been periods of the season where they put in all these attacking players and they've been they've looked brilliant and they've been able to score loads of goals. But there's some there's periods of the season where They've found it very, very difficult to gel. And there's been other periods of the season where even though they didn't spend money in defence at all and they spent all of their money in a submarine attack, this defence has looked good and well-organised. But there's been other periods where they've conceded a load of goals. Coming into the last game against Fulham, they had conceded in seven of the last eight. Looking at this, this game, we have Leicester as two-to-one underdogs here. It's 12-to-five to draw. 
and it's seven to five here on Chelsea. Immediately, the double chance market stands out. And if you fish around enough, you can get Leicester here at four to six, minus 150 to avoid a defeat here against Chelsea. I personally think there's value here on Leicester here on the money line. If we were still doing the, the lock dog tees, we were just doing locks on this show. I would certainly lean towards Leicester as my dog. This Chelsea team have lost three of their last four Premier League away games. Leicester are unbeaten now in five Premier League fixtures. Chelsea have won just twice in seven league matches overall, which is why they dipped down the table. And Leicester have scored exactly two goals in four of their last five league assignments. So they're going to be very, very difficult to stop here for a Chelsea team that are failing to show any kind of um, consistency in defence. So for me, I love Leicester here on the double chance and I would sprinkle a little bit on that money line upset because Leicester are playing far better than Chelsea coming into this game. Look, this game could be a leveller. We've seen it happen often in EPL. All of a sudden, Everybody reverts back to a position where people think that they that they would have finished at the start of the season. So Chelsea get the win, they move up the table. Chelsea lose uh, Leicester loses game, they move down the table. Both teams move into a more normal position that we expected at the start of the season. It can happen, but the statistical data doesn't support that. The ITS doesn't support that. The form doesn't support that. And the, and the way the personnel are playing doesn't support that at all. So Leicester here on the double chance will be my pick here for this one. Moving on to Wednesday's game, we probably have Manchester City at home to Aston Villa. This team have been decimated by by COVID, so they have been postponing a lot of fixtures. But the expectation is at the moment that this game will end up getting played. Aston Villa are the 11-1 to underdogs here, though, at the moment. Manchester City are 1-4 at home, and it's 21-4 to the draw. Not knowing the Aston Villa situation makes it difficult here to handicap this game. But I'm going to ride the trend of Manchester City winning games and uh, and keeping clean sheets. They get clean sheets in eight of their last 10 home games in all competitions. Manchester City have won each of their last eight matches in all competitions. Aston Villa have dropped points in seven of their last 12 league assignments, which is why we've seen them go down the table after their hot start. And Manchester City have won seven and drawn two of the last nine Premier League fixtures. So I think Manchester City will win this game. And I think they'll win it to nil, which you can get here at six to five plus 120 plus money. I also like the same bet that we've just taken, the same bet that we've just taken and cashed as the lock. I think we can continue riding that um, for a while until Manchester City show a little bit more attacking consistency. And against Palace, it did seem to gel a little bit better on paper where they did score four goals. But look at the goal scorers. Two goals coming from John Stones, a long-range strike from Gundogan, a free kick from the edge of the box like Sterling. There wasn't any many flowing goals from open play that Manchester City normally deliver. Nothing from De Bruyne, more worryingly, nothing from Gabriel Jesus. I think until Aguero gets fit and comes back into this team, this team are going to continue to, to, to find it difficult to score goals. They're not getting those, those tap-ins that Aguero can provide you with. And those, those goals are essential. I mean, they're missing 20 goals. They're 20 goals short, shorter than they were at this stage last season. So that tells you everything. But this team is still contending for the title. They're still the favourites to win the league this season. And um, I'm going to continue riding this bet. Manchester City and under four and a half goals here, which is available at four to five. I think that will cash again. It gives you the protection of Villa scoring a goal. And look, let's not make no mistake about it. Villa are a better attacking team than Crystal Palace. If they're all fit and ready to play this game, 
They will carry much more goal threat than Crystal Palace did. So they could end the Tenille train that Manchester City are riding at the moment. And that Tenille bet could look risky. That's why that one's at 6-5. to five, And Manchester City and under 4.5 goals, which gives you more protection, is at 4-5. to five. These, these odds makers are not stupid. They price games up correctly. But uh, I don't mind taking the juice there and taking the same bet that we just cashed a lot with here in this one. Moving on to Wednesday's late game here, and it's Fulham at home to Manchester United, where Fulham are the 21 to 4 favourites, the underdogs, sorry. Of course, they're not favourites. It's 10 to 3 to draw, and it's 4 to 7 here on Manchester United. Coming into this game, Man United have won seven of the last nine away fixtures, and you can't really take anything away from them from drawing that game against Liverpool. That was a very, very good performance. Worrying at times because we sat so deep, but we did do what I said that we would do. We did break on the counter-attack, and we did create chances to win that game. Pogba was very unlucky not to score. Fernandez was not was very unlucky not to put his free kick in the top corner of the net. Rashford had chances to penetrate the defence as well. We did hit this team on the break, and we could have succeeded, much like we did against Paris Saint-Germain, which I felt was a bigger scout this season. So I thought even though Liverpool haven't lost a Premier League game at home since 2017, I thought we had a real shot at winning that game. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be, but I am happy with, with taking the point from that game. And, um, and yeah, we move on. We come into this still top of the table and I expect us to beat this Fulham team. I don't want to look around here for overs, unders, both teams to score's handicap and everything. Sometimes you just lay the juice here on the money line. And the fact that Manchester United under minus 200, the fact you can get them at four to seven. In fact, if you shop around, you can find the best price of three to five minus 160. I will just take it. I don't want to step in the way of this team away from home. We're managing to get it done at the moment. And um, I think I'm going to take us here to continue to do so at home to Fulham. Oh, sorry, away to Fulham here where we're playing our better football on Wednesday. I think Man United will create a six-point gap here after this game until Liverpool play on Thursday. And that's the final game we are going to look at. Liverpool at home to Burnley where they are the 1-6 to favourites. 13-2 to on the draw. And it's 14 to 1 here on Burnley. Liverpool, obviously, I think will win this game, but this is a team that haven't scored for three games. So I think we go back to Old Faithful again. We've given it out twice here on this podcast already. Liverpool and under 4.5 goals is available here at 4 to 6. I no way see this game hitting five goals. And I don't see Liverpool not winning this game. I see Burnley setting up with the same tactic that they always start with, which is to sit in and try and hit on the break, try and get set pieces and try to steal the game. That's exactly what Burnley are going to do here. And uh, they succeeded at it numerous times. They've got a lot, lot better as of late, which is why they've moved up the table. They implemented the same tactic against Man United. And in the end, the game ended up being 1-0. I'm expecting a similar sort of game. And it doesn't matter that it's at Anfield. Look, Burnley got a draw here at Anfield last season. Do you know that Liverpool had a 100% record at home last season other, other than their home game against Burnley? That was the only game that Liverpool didn't win last season so uh, at, at home. So looking at this game, 
I do think Liverpool will be able to get it. I do think that they'll be able to break this run where they haven't run one in three games. But I like Liverpool and tacking on the under here at four to six. If you want to take something a little bit more risky, you can take Liverpool to nil. Because if it's going to be all Liverpool relentlessly dominating the ball, trying to break this team down, I can't see Burnley putting up many attacks. But, you know, that's very, very risky at the moment. Yes, Liverpool got a clean sheet against Manchester United, but they're still defending with two central midfielders at the back. And it was a very, very disciplined performance. That's because they had to be, Fabinho and Henderson had to be fully switched on for the entire game because of the attacking threat that Manchester United carry. Plus, looking at the league position of the teams, will they pay that much respect to Burnley? Will concentration levels be at that point? Will Alexander-Arnold and Robertson help the centre-backs as much as they did in the last game? Because you may have noticed they didn't push up as high up the field as they would usually do. The high press wasn't in effect as much as it was. If it was, Man United may have lost that game. Man United were messing around far too much from goal kicks, giving it back to their centre-backs and trying to play out the back. It got very, very risky. And I'm surprised that neither game took this game by the, the juggler. I think Man United sat back and paid this team way too much respect, given that they're not in the best form. I think we could have taken the game by the juggler and gone more, for, gone more at Liverpool and gone for the game in the second half. Whereas Liverpool didn't press as hard as Man, at Man United, who were messing around at the back. They had a lot of options in opportunity, sorry, in the first half to steal the ball in the, fi- in the, in the final third, in Manchester United's third, but they didn't. So, I think these two teams both played each other too much respect. Man United certainly more guilty of that because I do think they were there for the taking and uh, I just wonder if they're going to be so respectful here against Burnley or whether they are going to push up with their high press as much as they do and um, just have their, their wide men, their wingers and their fullbacks just pressing up high up the pitch, trying to steal the ball from the Burnley players, putting on the pressure from the kickoff. I mean, look, this team need a win. They haven't won in three. They haven't even scored a goal. So I think it's um, a risky bet taking them here to nil. But I don't think there's much risk here taking Liverpool and the under 4.5s. And I think that is echoed for all of the um, the teams that we took to win, tacked on with the under 4.5 here. So closing out with the lock, I think we are going to go for one of those three games. And I think we will take the, the Liverpool game here on Thursday. So Liverpool and under 4.5 goals here at 4-6. to six. I like it better than the, the Arsenal game because Arsenal do have... Um, do have a very poor scoring record this season. They could be shut out. And the Manchester City game might not get played. So I don't want to give you a play that may not get played and we get cancelled and we don't have a lock out for this week. So it's going to be Liverpool and under 4.5 goals here at 4-6. to six. Don't see this game hitting five. Don't see Liverpool not winning. I do see the the streak of... of um, of Liverpool going without a win ending here and they pick up the, the win here in this one. I would like to to lock up Man United here because I don't see why they don't win at Fulham, but I don't want to jinx my team. We're halfway through the season. We're three points clear. We're sitting top of the league and um, or maybe, maybe that jinx is, is over. Maybe that's just something I'm being paranoid about. This weekend, I took Man United to avoid a defeat on the double chance market at 10 to 11 against Liverpool and it came through and I gave it to clients as well. I took Green Bay Packers minus six against the LA Rams at the weekend and that came through for me as well. So maybe me taking my own teams isn't necessarily jinxed at the, jinx at the moment and I can start to play it. So uh, I won't make it an official play, but I will tell you I like Man United a lot here at three to five to win away to Fulham, to continue riding that away momentum. That will be our eighth away win in 10. And uh, I do think that we'll go and get it against a, um, I wouldn't say a weak Fulham team, 
but a Fulham team, the Fulham team that don't have the personnel there to contain this Man United front line. And the way Pogba and uh, Fernandes are playing at the moment, they are going to create plenty of chances. They are working hard off the ball as well. Something that Pogba's been been guilty of. At the moment, we are just seeing a different Pog, Paul Pogba. And we have seen different versions of Paul Pogba periodically over the years. He's had a couple of good games, but then he's had a couple of bad games. I would go as far to say, this is probably Paul Pogba's most consistent period that he's had. I think I'm looking at a period where Man United made a Europa League run to the Europa League final under Jose Mourinho in that season where Zlatan was on fire. And I do believe Pogba was playing well a majority of the time then. But you have to be like a hardcore Man United fan to even remember that. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would say it's not too much of a a bold statement to say Pogba is playing his best at the moment. So I like um, I like Man United there on the money line is a really, really strong play. But the lock here will be that Liverpool play Liverpool and under 4.5 goals as the lock. That's it for this edition of the EPL show. Let me let you know what we're doing this week. I'm doing a show about last Wednesday's bets. It's called my worst day ever because last Wednesday I had my worst day ever. Ever. I had Manchester City on a minus 1.5 handicap and ended up losing when Sterling skied a penalty over the top and had a plethora of chances to, to catch that beforehand. I had a parlay with PSG and Bayern Munich, which uh, lost in the 95th minute when Bayern conceded to a second division team. And then they lost to them on penalties after that. I had Tottenham absolutely dominating Fulham. Tottenham were 1-0 up on the money line and Fulham ended up equalising with pretty much their first decent chance of the game. I had Texas over Texas Tech. They were up by 12. They are up by 10 at the half. They ended up losing the game by two with Texas Tech taking a three-pointer in the last seconds. I mean, it was just horrendous. There's more stuff there. I had a prop on, on Hayward who needed just one more bucket and came off injured in the third quarter. Just ridiculous stuff. A podcast that's well worth listening to. In addition to that, I have... Um, Two editions of the EPL show out this week. Two editions of the Bundesliga show is out, out this week. And I finish up at the weekend with the fight show as Conor McGregor returns to the Octagon. So lots of shit coming up from me this week. I hope you check it all out. The UFC show, the fight show and the worst day ever will be out on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And all of my soccer content will be out on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, which you can follow on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You get an update every time I go on Locker Room. I will be using this app more often. I will be doing more live shows. It is more difficult to me because I can't stop and start. Not that I never needed to, but since I had COVID, this is the only time where I needed to because I am getting breathless. Finish up this, uh, getting through the show, and I'm going to now finish up this show. So that's it for me, guys. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.